I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, glad to be back. Finished my annual two weeks on Nantucket that I've been doing for over 40 years. And I did not do my camp for the second time in 25 years. Once was during COVID, and I took the year off. I think I will do it one final time next year, my Nantucket Beach Fitness Camp. I've talked about it before, we'll talk about it again, but it was nice, two weeks, doing my own thing with the family, riding bikes, swimming, running, just enjoying the outdoors, enjoying vacation, and enjoying mixing up my workouts and really kind of fun. I have two teenage boys now and I've been going to the Nantucket health club as well. I bring weights up with me. I mix it up friends though, with the owners of the Nantucket health club. And I've been going there uh, over 20 years now, just as long as they uh, have owned it. I've been doing the camp, um, but I worked out with my, my kids at the Nantucket health club, which was so cool. And they even have an outdoor place. I call it Muscle Beach. <laughs> and it's rusty old, not only like barbells and dumbbells outside, but machines. And just rusty and old as can be. And I love it. It forces variation, people. A topic I talk about here over and over again because it's so important. I write about it, contribute to so many articles about it. And vacation, travel is another way not to freak out. Oh my gosh, I can't do what I normally do. No, to get excited that you are going to do something different. And let me just say this. <laughs> my 14-year-old came back and he worked out a handful of times, not every day, it's vacation, but a handful of times at the gym. And he came back and he went to his normal gym and he said, dad, I'm stronger than I was when I left. And I said, of course. He kept doing a little bit he gave your body time to rest and recover and he slept like crazy. Holy cow. My 14-year-old will sleep. He slept till 1.30 in the afternoon the other day. He's growing. And that's important. The, the sleep is one of the uh, most powerful things for our health and wellness and muscle building and all that. And I know I don't get enough, but I digress. All right. So before I even get into the topic, one of the reasons I came up with this show was I went to a cocktail party, birthday party the other day. I am now 54 and the conversations that I've always had at parties when people find out or know what I do for a living, it's always fitness. It's always, you know, health and wellness, whether that's nutrition, that's all often one of the topics, uh, exercise, obviously all of the above recovery products, but at 54, it's so much about injuries. It's always been about injuries. People get hurt, but you're much less likely to get hurt in your 20s and 30s. It starts pretty much in your 40s. And by your 50s, oh my gosh, I saw a couple hockey parents hadn't seen in a little over a year. And the wife had her arm in a sling, started talking to her about that. And while I'm talking to her about her arm in a sling, she kicked out one of her feet that was hidden beneath her dress and she had a boot on as well. Two major injuries and surgeries. 
And then the husband walked up and proceeded to tell me about his incredible ankle foot injury that he was dealing with and had been for over a year. And what just depresses me, doesn't surprise me, been in this industry a really long time, was the conflicting doctor's advice he had been given, went to three doctors as a result. Then I would argue, I always ask, like, what are you doing? What's the PT? This is my R&D people. I'm on 24-7. That's how much I love what I do. And people will always apologize to me after they, you know, talk to me for an hour and get free advice. But I love it. And when he described to me the exercises he had been doing for over a year to deal with that injury, suffice it to say, it confused me at best. Okay? But, gave me the topic that I have talked about before, I will talk about again. And it hinges on not getting hurt. We don't want to get hurt. And that is my biggest claim to fame. Not how many races I've done, how fast I've gone, or how far I've gone in those races and events. It's that I'm injury-free because I don't care. You know, yeah, I'm proud of the distances and the times, but not at the expense of my health. I'm 54. I want to be doing this for another 54 years. And yes, I intend on living way past 100. I have yet to... to experience my midlife crisis because I'm not there yet. But we don't want to get hurt. And so one to- topic and, and word I use frequently as well is prehab. It's not a matter of if you're going to exercise, but whether you do it because you want to or because you have to. And that goes for strength training especially, right? You're going to do your shoulder exercises or your knee exercises or your back exercises ahead of time to prevent injury or you're going to do it in therapy. Not a matter of if, but when. And so we do exercise. We exercise strength train specifically again to prevent the activities of daily living injuries and to prevent the sports injuries, recreational or whatever. And the second one, and this goes to today's show, is we do the right exercises in the right way to prevent, gosh forbid, you injuring yourself during the exercise. That to me is unconscionable. Yes, things happen, uh, but we can dramatically reduce the likelihood of injuries happening while strength training when you do the right exercises in the right way. You're not, well, unless you're, if you're a professional athlete and listening, then you're, you're, you're different. <laughs> your workouts are different. Your goals are different. You're doing it for a living. The vast majority of you who are listening are not. And that doesn't mean you don't push yourself. That doesn't mean you don't have challenging workouts. But you don't want to get hurt. And so this show, eight exercises I don't do. Some I don't do because I'm older. Some I don't do because the cost benefit is way too high. And there are way too many options. There are way too many options. Why do these exercises where the cost benefit is so ridiculously high when there are so many other options? Because other people are doing them? 
that's one of the main reasons. Because they're popular? Because they're on social media? Yeah. If you want the same results as uh, everyone, then do what they're doing. I love <laughs> going lighter as I talk about. I go lighter, I go slower, I get greater results. I'm not a power lifter. You know, I, sometimes I think like, why am I qualifying it all the time? Other people don't qualify what they say the way I do, but I have to. If you're a power lifter, it's different. If you're a professional athlete, it's different. If you're competing, it's different. But if you are someone who is trying to look better, feel better, live longer, prevent injury, you know, get rid of aches and pains, then this all applies to you. And that's like easily 80% plus of people out there and people that are listening to the show. And again, I challenge myself. I run across the Grand Canyon and back twice at 50 plus years old because I do all these things. So yeah, I challenge myself, but in a different way. I want to be able to do the things I want to do when I want to do them without getting hurt. I'm definitely not going to get hurt in training. So many people train too hard. And that sounds crazy when it comes to, well, you know, and again, you're, you're seeing all these social media, you got to, you got to go, you know, you got to get up at, at 5 a.m. And, and do stuff you hate doing and, and just the grind. No, <laughs> no, you can there's too many options. You don't have to dislike what you do at all. I don't dislike it. I love it. If you told me I couldn't do it, I'd be sad. Too many options. All right, so the eight exercises I do, I'm going to tell you why, or I don't do, I should say. I'm going to tell you why I don't do them uh, and what I do instead. And many of the reasons, as I've alluded to, have to do with our three problem areas. Not, not where you carry excess weight, as all the articles talk about. Our problem areas about where we get hurt. Shoulders, back, and knees. And in my book, my most recent book, The Micro Workout Plan, I have five-minute workouts that you can stack, including shoulder, back, lower back, and knees RX. Those are your prehab workouts that you do prior to getting hurt in your shoulders, knees, and back. Or you do them after in physical therapy. They're the same ones. Most of them. They should be at least with your physical therapist. All right. Before I jump into them though, let me just quickly talk about a great product that I have been using, experimenting with for months now. I interviewed Michael Brandt, one of the co-founders right here on Fitness Disrupted. I only bring you the latest, greatest products, you know, uh, and people that I believe in, that I'm trying out, that I'm experimenting with, that have science behind them. And when you have a $6 million contract with the US military, there's something there. When 60% of the Tour de France are using the product, there is something there. And it's HVMN, Ketone IQ. Uh, it is a liquid, it is exogenous ketones, all right? And there's basically two reasons to try this, to use it and the benefits uh, that come from it. It's a fuel source potentially, and it's also something that you can utilize instead of something like caffeine to give you cognitive benefits. So there's a physiological to fuel your workouts, and there's the cognitive uh, for added clarity and things like that. And I'm experimenting. I love experimenting with products like this, you know, going on long bike rides and not fueling 
and using a product like HVMN, which I uh, have done and I'm continuing to do. Ketone IQ, liquid, liquid exogenous ketones, all right? I'm going to be, hopefully, uh, doing my first 100K run over 60 miles in way too soon, October, and I'm using HVMN, a, a ketone IQ specifically, to help fuel my workouts. <laughs> I need a lot of fuel, okay? And I'm not going to go into ketosis to do it. I believe in carbs and I believe in fat. And there's science behind this. Carbs are our body's preferred energy source. Then we dip into uh, fat. Protein is a last resort. And so HVMN, ketone IQ. Uh, special offer if you want to try it out. So many of my friends and listeners are doing so. You get 30% off your first subscription order, okay? When you sign up for that subscription, you get 30% off that first order. And you do that by going to hvmn.com backslash Tom. So you can save 30% again off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at hvmn.com. Again, visit hvmn.com backslash uh, hvmn.com backslash Tom and subscribe upon checkout for 30% off. All right. And let me know. Let me know how it works for you. I have friends again, reaching out, talking about it, uh, especially endurance athletes, uh, but anyone who wants those benefits. All right. All right. Back to it. <sighs> eight exercises, eight exercises I don't do. First one, straight leg lifts. How many people in football? Yeah, my my football days. My football coach is still there. <laughs> He's doing really well. But those football workouts, stick your hands under your butt and do leg lifts. So I'm talking about lying on your back, your body as straight as possible and lifting your feet off the ground. If you have to put your hands under your butt, does that immediately tell you? And it told me at the time, as a teenager, I'm like, this is like, this is hard. This hurts my back. This hurts my back. And I'm not going to go deep into the physiology here, but it's there. And I've talked about it on other shows and I will continue as we go forward. Because these topics come up over and over again. Straight leg lifts. Lift your feet. Again, straight legs. And then lift your feet off the ground. Lift your legs up. And yeah, some of us were like, I got to save my back. I'm going to stuff my hands under my butt cheeks just to get through this. Lift your legs six inches. Open, close, down. Are there people that can do this without getting hurt? Sure. They're called like gymnasts and people who have done the base work first. When your feet are that far away from your body, this is just awesome biomechanics, lever length and things like that, okay? It puts an incredible stress upon your lower back, but you know that, which is why you're stuffing your hands under there or, or sometimes your coaches wouldn't let you. You're just hanging on trying not to rupture a disc. But as I've said, you don't rupture a disc. You don't even generally hurt yourself during that session or the 10th session or the 20th time. It's the 50th time that does what it's been doing chronically. And then you bend down to tie your shoes and you throw it your back. But at 16, 18, it's not as bad. Especially as we get older, I cringe. There are too many other options and if you said to me, you know what? If you do this exercise for 30 seconds, three times a week, you are going to get a six pack. 
I go, okay, I'm listening. You're not. It's not better than other ab exercises. It's much more advanced and unnecessary. Again, if you're a gymnast and you're putting your body in positions like that as part of what you do, different story. The vast majority of you, not worth the cost. So what do I do instead? I'm on my back. I bend my knees 90 degrees. Okay. I reach out, feet away from the body, extend my legs a little bit, and then I pull my knees back towards my chest. I don't go full extension. I don't need to. And if you're trying to quote unquote target your lower abs, you are doing that here. You can debate that whether or not you can, but that's a safe way. I don't go full extension. I'm still working my abdominals. I'm still, again, open for debate, targeting the lower abs without the risk of hurting my back with my legs in full extension. Enough, okay? Number two, heavy deadlifts. Heavy deadlifts. I know so many of you are doing them. (laughs) I know. And listen, as I say, I'm not going to yuck your yum. If you're doing them right, if you are doing them right, every single rep, including, yes, the last one where you are placing the weight down, then I'm not going to yuck your yum. But the vast majority are not. I see it. I see it. And this is a perfect example of cost benefit. One of the most stressful things we can do to our lower backs is load our spine in flexion. Pick up heavy things and put them down. Bend over at the waist, pick up heavy things and put them down. Why do they always say what? Use your legs. But we're choosing to do this. And if you are, I will qualify it again, a power lifter, someone who's competing, then okay. But there is a well-known strong man on social media was on Joe Rogan talking about how the vast majority of you shouldn't do it either. I've been saying it for years for the very reasons he cites. The cost benefit is too high. There's so many other options. What is what is what is a deadlift work? Glutes, hamstrings, lower back, core, right? Why are you doing that? Because everyone else is? I know, hugely popularized by CrossFit. If you're doing CrossFit, then you're pretty much doing deadlifts. Okay. And you won't hurt yourself the first time or the 10th or the 100th. But when you do, it's too late. When you hurt your lower back, it's brutal, people. My wife just went through it. Never deadlifted a day in her life. (laughs) And you don't have to. There are too many other options. If you're competing, I get it. If you're not, too many other options. What do I do instead? I do one-legged, single-leg deadlifts with dumbbells, oftentimes without. I'm working on balance. I'm working on my hamstrings. Yes, it's more for a runner-type workout, but it's also for activities of daily living and not getting hurt. And being able to do what I do. But if I'm going to load my spine, it's one arm, relatively light, slow, controlled movement. That's what I do. And then I just break it up. I'll do my glutes. I'll do squats. I'll do hamstring curls. Yes, machines to have a place. Haven't done those in years. I'll do hamstring curls with the ball. 
stability ball, and I'll do separate lower back exercises. But if that's your reason for doing them to target those muscles, there's so many other ways. Okay? Number three, barbell bench. Chest exercise, shoulders, triceps with a barbell. Really simple. Now, this is one of those, by the way. And let me back up. Just for heavy deadlifts, uh, I've never gone heavy on a deadlift because of the cost-benefit, because of my goals. My goals never dictated that uh, I go heavy for a deadlift. And if your goals are competing with other people, like, again, if that's what you love to do, not going to yuck your yum, but just be honest with yourself while you're doing them, okay? So barbell bench, sure. I did heavy barbell bench when I was younger, my kids are doing them now. I have a bench at home, several, uh, but one specifically for bench pressing with a barbell for my kids. I've never used it other than to show them proper form with, with just the bar. Why? Shoulders, people. Shoulders, when we fix our hands to a bar the way it is required with a barbell bench press, it's just a lot more stress on your shoulders. So many of the guys I know my age who are still doing them are doing them with a lot of pain and they just can't let it go. They just love it. And listen, if you're willing to work through the pain, I get it, people. I'm in that world. I do crazy things too, but not at the expense of my long-term health and wellness. I don't want those aches and pains. They're brutal. I don't want surgeries. I've had one in high school because of football, nothing else, nothing, okay? So this is really simple. I still want a chest, right? I need to work my chest, shoulders, triceps. I just do it with dumbbells, dumbbells, dumbbells. You can go heavy, just be careful, good form, right? Don't go uh, too low. But the freedom of movement that dumbbells afford us when doing an exercise like a chest press takes an insane amount of the stress off the shoulder. And listen, many of you know what I'm talking about because you feel it. You feel it. We're not losing anything by switching. You are gaining. You are gaining. If you are max bench pressing for competitive reasons, Different story. Okay, I'm going to keep going back to this just to show you I get it and that there's a time and a place. But you can use some pretty heavy dumbbells without that stress on your shoulder. Okay, this is the science, people. All right, number four. One of the most photographed exercises done incorrectly, I say. Uh, Not so much, well... I was going to say just because the it was, you know, most frequently in magazines, but now you're seeing it still on social media. Lat pulldowns behind the head. Okay, lat pulldowns behind the head. I'm seeing less and less in this, of this, which makes me happy. And why don't we do this? Because of our shoulders. <laughs> Back to those three problem areas. Shoulder impingement. It puts a different kind of stress on the shoulder, but a stress nonetheless that is problematic 
and I'm sitting here doing it. Like I'm, I'm taking my hands and again, you feel these things. You feel like they're, they're a little off. There's a little something that's too tight, too awkward. You can still get through it. Now, I am always honest with you. Unlike <laughs> many of the fitness people out there, I used to do them behind my head for a very short amount of time till I learned. Till I learned. It was a very short amount of time because that's what we saw and that's what we were taught. And then I got my first certification and started talking to people and learning. And this is decades ago and I never did them again. And my goodness, like cable lat pull down, how many options? This is what I love teaching my teenagers. Like they're just, they have no idea, right? How many exercises are out there and I just keep giving them new ones. So cable lat pull down, you've got the wide bar, right? With the bent handles, that's what I'm describing here. But you can do that with different hand placements. You can do it supine or um, prone grip, palms facing you, palms facing away. But what you do, this is a very simple one. It's not that I'm doing a different exercise. I'm doing the exercise differently. So you pull it to your chest. You lean back slightly and you pull the bar down to the middle of your chest. And far too many people go far too heavy and they're not getting that scapular retraction, which is a fancy word for bringing those shoulder blades back and they're swinging like crazy. No. Lean back, stay there slightly, pull that bar down to the middle of your chest, top of your chest, squeeze your back muscles. I'm doing it as I say it. And then slowly bring it back up. All right? Simple, great back exercise. Number five, upright rows. Upright rows. Another example of something I did before I learned about it because I was taught to do it and I saw people doing it. This is decades ago as well, and I've never done it since. Same thing. We keep coming back to the shoulders. One Shoulder, the most mobile joint in the body, the most susceptible to injury. Not a surprise that the woman I described in the intro, the first thing I saw was her arm in a sling. My only injury, shoulder, football, 1986, surgery. <laughs> I'm the last guy, I think, to have a zipper. Okay? To have that scar. Like Bruce Willis. <laughs> Don't hurt your shoulders in exercise. When you pull, let's do it. <laughs> Upright row is where you hold a barbell. You can do it with dumbbells, but most people will hold a barbell. They'll even use a kettlebell and they'll pull the weight in front of them. So hands are together, palms facing your body, and you pull the weight up towards your chin. Your shoulders are internally rotated. Not good. Not good when you add weight to that. And here's the kicker. What do I see a lot of people do? A heavy uh, deadlift with poor form and then an upright row. <laughs> Just combine bad exercises with bad form uh, done poorly. So upright rows, again, back to the shoulder. Puts the shoulder in a compromised position. You add weight to that. It is going to potentially injure you and not necessarily that first time so many of you i can hear people i do these all the time <laughs> yeah until you can't till you can't and the problem then is 98 percent of people don't attribute their injury to what they did here to help here to help all right so upright rows what do i do instead simple front raises with dumbbells front and side raises if you want 
because that's what that muscle group is uh, or that exercise is targeting your shoulders. Nine million plus ways to do it other than that. So why would you do it that way? All right. Number six, and I know this is going to get some people ruffle some feathers, but again, I'm honest. Kettlebell swings, specifically kettlebell swings under your body, between your legs, and then swinging up. Uh, I pulled one quick uh, description of a kettlebell swing. Kettlebell swing is a great full body exercise working the glutes, hamstrings, quadriceps, erectors, trapezius, rhomboids, deltoids, and abdominals. Anytime an exercise, and I would agree for the most part, anytime an exercise works that many muscle groups, that's a really challenging exercise. And most people aren't ready for it. Especially when you go heavy, like crazy heavy. And then you're not even swinging far. I get it. Everyone's doing it. It's simple. I love simple exercises. But anything that works that many exercises is or body parts, muscle groups, I'm getting worked up, <laughs> is challenging. And why, why do people, you know, the same people who say running is bad for your knees are the people that are doing crazy exercises. When in, let's go to functional. It's a functional exercise. It's functional strength. You know what? is functional when it comes to strength, strength period. I don't care how you get it. But when in our lives, when in our activities of daily living, not that this is the be all end all for exercises, but it's important. When are we ever doing something like that? When are you ever carrying a weight from under your butt and behind you and swinging out in front of you? It's really challenging. It puts stress on the lower back and other areas. That's why it works those muscles, all those muscles. And those muscles need to be firing in the correct order. And to get to that point, you got to be really good at this. And to get really good at things, it's like I tell my kids when you watch like these incredible, you know, uh, motorcycle jump guys doing flips and things like that, skateboarders, whatever. How many bones have they broken to get there, right? But they're breaking bones. When you do kettlebell swings, you're just wearing away at your back if you're not doing it right and other, you know, shoulders and other things. I know they're super popular. Uh, my invention that uh, just put in for a patent is a kettlebell. I do different things with it. I don't do that one. And again, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to burn calories? Are you doing it to work your core? So many other ways. You almost never hear this about kettlebell swings. Seen a couple articles. Too many other options. And when you are doing things that I see so frequently, like deadlifts and then, you know, other challenging exercises, and then you get to kettlebell swings, you're just wearing yourself down. You're so tired. You're doing, you know, box jumps and things like that. Your form is getting worse and worse. And your risk of injury or the, the minute micro tears and things you're doing to your body in a bad way are building. All right, so that's that. So what do I do instead? I will use a kettlebell. I'll go to the side of my body. I'll do cross chops, okay? I'll do things like that, but I'm not bending and hinging and swinging in that way. It just is not something that I see as necessary. And so I will hold the weight to the side and I will swing at an angle. I will hold the weight, the kettlebell to the other side. I will swing at an angle, okay? I'm still gonna use it. I'm still gonna move it but it's much more controlled. It's uh, utilizing the way our obliques run, the cross diagonal fiber 
arrangement. And then I'll do so many other things. I just don't do it. I just don't do it. And I know so many of you do. Do it right. Do it with the right form. And be careful. All right. Two more dips. I used to do them. Back to the shoulders, really hard on the shoulders. Now there's many different ways to do dips. You can have a dip station, right? Where it's your body weight and your hands are beneath your shoulders. You bend down, you're, you know, you hinge at the, um, you bend your elbows and extend, right? I used to do this with weights. I used to put the belt on, put the plates around back in the bodybuilding days. I used to do it. Now I don't. Shoulders, again, huge stress on the shoulders. You can also do bench dips where you put your arms behind you, hands behind you. Even more kind of awkward with the shoulders for many people. And what's the exercise working? Primarily uh, triceps, some chest, depending on how you do it. But most people are doing them. Many people are doing them for triceps. What do I do instead? <laughs> cable press downs, the rope, grab the cable and the rope. Do some tricep press downs, dumbbell kickbacks. Still do those. Been doing them for decades. We'll do them for decades more. All right. Lots of pressure on the shoulders. You can get away with it when you're younger. This is one of those, um, uh, you know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of stress on the shoulders, especially if you're, you know, older and heavier and less strong than you were at 30. Other options, all right? You can do these, though. Out of all the exercises I've talked about here, dips, um, you know, do them right. Be careful. Uh, least, uh, the least issue with dips probably out of all of these exercises. And just to make it fun, finishing up, number eight, final exercise. I don't do burpees, never have, don't like them. <laughs> that's the reason I don't do them. I don't like them, but that's the perfect way to end. There's so many other options. What are you doing burpees for? Burning calories? Awesome. Good for you. If you love them and I have friends who love them, listen, I've had videos where, uh, I've hosted and there are burpees in there. <laughs> you won't see me doing them. Uh, you maybe see me do one for demonstrative purposes. All right. I really don't like the bad ones though, where you're not really jumping and you're flopping on the floor. Like, okay, I get it. Again, this is, this is personal preference for the most part. You're not going to hurt yourself unless you flop incorrectly. Um, but, but I put this in there, in here to illustrate again. There's too many options. You don't have to do what you hate. The, the, if you don't do a burpee ever, you can get in really good shape. And there are too many other body weight exercises for cardio and strength that you can do. Squat jumps, that's my alternative. I want the plyometrics. I like the plyometric of jumping. Body weight, we need to do more plyometrics. A lot of people are getting hurt because they don't have the plyometric element in their workouts. I don't like the bad ones, the bad burpees. They're like, okay, this is my thousandth one. And I, I, I look like I'm having a seizure. No, squat jumps. Go down, in squat position, jump up. Great for the legs, great for the core, great for the, uh, you know, fast twitch muscle fibers. You're going to burn calories. And there's many others as well. All right, enough. <laughs> Those are my eight. Don't mean to yuck your yum, giving you the science, giving you the options. And the main message here is cost, benefit, and options. And not wanting to get hurt. And if you're hurt 20 years from now because you didn't listen to advice and you did things, maybe shouldn't have, that's sad. And at my age, I'm meeting more and more of those people who say, I wish I hadn't of. I wish I hadn't have gone that heavy. I wish I hadn't have done that exercise that way. 
I wish I'd been smarter. And don't wait until it's too late because there's too many ways to lift weights. There are too many options. Find what you enjoy, but I want you to know the science, okay? The mechanics. And yes, you can do all of these exercises with good form. Most don't. And the cost benefit, I'm not willing to pay it because I don't have to. But if you don't have the knowledge, I get it. So be careful. Find out, you know, determine what you enjoy doing and do those exercises correctly with the right amount of resistance. All right. Don't do them just because others are. What are your goals? Burn calories? Many ways. Get stronger? Many ways. Okay, do the way that is least likely to injure you. Okay, this is what I do. And my results speak for themselves. Yes, I'm an experiment of one. But a 54 injury free with a heck of a lot of uh, races and events on this body. And I want to do that for the rest of my life. And I will let ego go. And I will bring the science with me. Okay, um, still running, still performing pretty well. And I intend on doing that forever. All right, Tom H. Fit Instagram. Tom H. Fit Twitter. Love. Someone just sent me crazy video. Thank you. Uh, of, of just crazy workouts. Someone who's listened to the show. I love hearing from you guys. So if you have questions, comments, whatever. Uh, and I'm starting to post a heck of a lot more uh, workouts and, and quick clips. So Tom H. Fit Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Website is teamholland.com or fitnessdisrupted.com. The new book, as I mentioned, The Micro Workout Plan, or my most recent book. Uh, lots of little quick workouts in there, everything I talk about. If you have read that book, uh, so greatly appreciated if you can put an Amazon review. Uh, that helps uh, immeasurably get the next book out, which is getting harder and harder to do, all right? Again, I, these are hard shows to do, and they shouldn't be when I watch what I watch on social media, the garbage I want you to live your best life. That's it. And, you know, I can tell you what you want to hear. I can tell you that you should go heavy on deadlifts. I can tell you that kettlebell swings are the be-all, end-all. I don't want you to get hurt. I want you to get, you know, the greatest results, shortest amount of time with the least likelihood of injury. That's my job. And unfortunately, that third part is left out far too often. Primarily because the people who are talking, giving you the workouts, don't know what they're talking about. And they will be suffering years from now. I promise. And it's sad. Enough. That's, that's, I don't want to end on a negative. <laughs> so I won't. Uh, great to be back. If you have topics you want covered, again, uh, Tom H. Fit Instagram, Tom H. Fit Twitter, direct message me. Uh, Tom Holland Fitness is the YouTube page. Uh, I'm going to start adding to that more and more, I promise. Um, and again, remember, there are three things we all control how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind, people, and that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist, lover of everything fitness. I'm going to leave you with Jack LaLanne, the one I looked up to, who I got to interview for a full hour many years ago on my radio show. This is Jack. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you.